Hello, and welcome back to The Woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird, because you never know what you're going to find in the woods. I am Shazney. And I'm Sandy. And this week we have a fun bonus episode for you guys. Oh, oh it's, it's 7 p.m. in Dylan. It's 7 in, in Maryland. <laughs> Dylan Hi, in Dylan land. I don't know a Mary that lives there. It's Dylan land. I know a Mary that lives there. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, this is so weird. It's like we're recording, but people are watching us now, so that's all weird. Yeah, but, so um, we're, yeah, we're live on Instagram and we're recording it. We're not sure if we're going to post it in the podcast feed or not. Uh, warning, this episode <laughs> is not kid-friendly. Um, Do we tell them? Because we are. Okay, so a while ago, our lovely friend, Seema, who we talk about quite a bit. She She's gave been us, on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> she gave us this lovely book called The Big Book of Erotic Ghost Stories. Ooh. And today, we're going to read some of it to you. So, yeah, like, I guess. This is a cold read. We've never read these. Yeah. Um, I briefly, like, flipped through pages, but other than that, we don't know what the stories are about. So it should be um, yeah. fun. Uh, however, Did you want to talk about those things first? Yes. Okay. okay. So, I don't know if I should start with. The submission we got, or the thing I found yesterday? Up to you. What do you want to hear first? Um, let's go with the thing you found. Okay. Well, I didn't really find it. Okay, so yesterday, I was having a garage sale with my aunt and my mom, and my uncle kept- Loki. My uncle kept taking out stuff from his garage, because he was just making bank, I guess. Everyone was buying his stuff. So he has- here, let me pull up the photo. He has these two- like vintage coca-cola chairs that he found in mexico and he just brought them back with him so that's what they look like those are cool i don't know you can try can showing see. them oh thank you yeah i'll post it on the instagram but so anyway i was like oh those are really cool why would you sell them if you brought them from mexico so then he kind of told me what happened so he was in mexico like with my aunt and my aunt's dad and they were exploring this abandoned house. Classic. Yeah. So they go Goals. inside, like, they're, like, there's no glass in the windows, it's just all abandoned, and he sees these two chairs. And the chairs, like, there's, like, a small table nearby. Mm-hmm. Underneath the table, table, he found a purse. So he picks it up, he opens it, and he finds a bra covered in blood. What? Yeah. That's... And it was right by the chairs. So he's like, I honestly think, like, maybe someone like was murdered here or something and he's like so i took the chairs and oh i was like god. oh my god there's bad mojo on them and then i'm like okay but why are you selling them then he's like oh i just don't want them anymore how long ago did he get them i don't know i think it was the last time he was in mexico so like around christmas and he doesn't want them already oh he sold them for like 20 bucks so yes dylan those chairs are possessed exactly that's what i kept telling him so he just like <laughs> The he like spread this bad mojo onto someone else, so I had to take pictures of them before he sold them. Mm-hmm. I was kind of tempted. <laughs> Could you imagine? I just get them, and those are the ones we sit on while we record every episode. I'd be down, but I didn't have room for them, and I'm moving, and I'm trying to get rid of stuff, so yeah. it'd be really counterintuitive. But I hope the person who 
has them now enjoys them. My uncle's like, yeah, they're in Spanish. There's like one word in Spanish on those chairs. It's like disfruta, which means like enjoy, and then Coca-Cola. Like whatever, Spanish, I guess. So that's the first true crime ghosty story I had. The second one, someone wrote in. Dylan says they're gonna die. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess my uncle's not losing sleep, though, so. No, I guess not. Alright, so is this a listener story? Yeah, this is a listener story. Our first listener story. And it is from Kat. She's from the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. So I did edit some of this for length and clarity. Just a heads up, but... (laughs) Uh, But here's what, what it says. When my granddad was 60, he got hit in the head while he was playing football. And for all of you Americans and Canadians, she means soccer, like talking about soccer. Oh, soccer, football. Yeah. football. So yeah, my yeah, he was hit in the head while playing football. Uh, he was playing in the goal. The ball hit him in the face and knocked him unconscious. He was taken to the to the hospital, and when he came to, he was lying on the hospital bed. And when asked what his name was, he would respond with George Baker, age fifty seven, single and living with his mom. So none of this was true so he didn't recognize my grandma or my mom as themselves and he wasn't himself anymore either his name wasn't george baker but rather tom kelly he thought that his wife was his mom and that his daughter was his sister his personality was very different this lasted for a few days and then one day his friend was reading in the paper that george baker had died in the hospital after an accident he was in the next room over and had died around the same time my grand my grandpa had woken up. My mom believes that George let his brain rest until he got better. Oh my god. Isn't that wild? Gosh, that's wild. So I guess to summarize. <laughs> uh yeah, so there was it was her grandpa, and then in the next room over, George Baker died. And then right like around the same time that happened, her grandpa woke up and he thought he was George Baker. Mm-hmm. Wild. So thank you so much for sending that in. Yeah. Thank like, you, Kat. Yeah, that was super, super great. Thank you so much. That's crazy. Yeah. Whoa. Um, that reminds me of, I'm pretty sure, okay, I used to watch, like, Ghost Whisperer. I loved that show. Like, way back when it used to play all the time. So I'm pretty sure that the person... The, like the the husband, yeah. he like dies. Yeah, and then and then he takes over somebody else's body. Yeah, because that guy also died or something. Yeah, oh. I remember being really like, <clears throat> like I didn't know how to feel about that episode. I'm like, is this moral? But anyway, yeah, right? I won't get into that. <laughs> is this okay? I think it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Dylan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Should we get into some erotic ghost stories? We should definitely get into some erotic ghost stories. Okay, okay. Do we take turns reading them? Yeah. Okay, you go first. Okay. Let's see. What was the first one called? Oh my god. (laughs) I'm gonna do this one because the first line I read already and I was like, what? Pretty quite long. Uh, It's like four pages. Okay, so. Y'all ready for this? Okay. I'm so nervous. So this one is called Dead Letter by Beth Greenwood. (laughs) Okay. What does ectoplasm taste like? Said a woman in a floral print sundress, 
hand quivering in the air. Her eyes gleamed with enthusiasm, the asking more important than the answer. An interesting question, he said, coughing into his hand for dramatic effect. One I'm very glad you've asked. Even though most parapsychologists have discovered that we call ectoplasm is actually just common atmospheric debris, dust, pollen, fibers from clothing, skin flakes, and so forth suspended in moisture drawn out of the air. In my own experiments, the few times I've ingested the material, usually in a spectral erotic activity, <laughs> mirroring a common sexual practice where body fluids would normally be sampled, I've found the taste to be much closer to that of a real woman than the contents of a dustpan. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ectoplasm. I'm like, what is going on here? Uh, we're, there's no setup to this. We're getting right into it. Okay. The audience laughed, hearty and honest. The audience? <laughs> a few claps of hesitant applause popping in the middle. The women woman the woman pleased by this and the rest of the crowd's response grinned widely and sat down i've actually given quite a bit of thought to these rare occurrences where i've been able to experience taste during a visit as well as other similar instances instances where she has appeared to have a much more real substance than usual during one of her appearances in this our domain Many times, for instance, I've had the experience of a visitation feel much more substantive, I, I guess you could say, than I'd ever think a ghost could be. It is my belief that these visitations are unique because my visitor and I have been able to establish a much more direct joining, a direct spiritual connection between myself and my otherworldly partner. Uh. He's certainly on a roll, Juliet thought, bored and stiff, cautiously stretching out a stocking foot, twisting, turning it, hoping no one would notice. The next came from a scraggly student type, stringy hair ponytailed, face clearly not intimate with a razor. Hi, uh, I'm Eric. I have a question about the po potion you said to use in Sleeping with the Dead. <laughs> Can you, like, say what it is so other people can, like, do this stuff, too? I'm confused. I have no idea what's going what on. What is happening? I think they're at, like, uh, a convention, and this guy must be, like, an author. They're at con Well, why are they asking him sexually... They're, like, sexual questions. Because he knows how to sleep with the dead. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Randolph grinned, the white thicket of his beard rising at the corners of his almost invisible mouth. Sorry to disappoint, but the elixir that I used to put me into the right vibrational state does receive my otherworldly visitations was specially form formulated for me by a high-born guru of Kaderstan, who gave it to me during one of my adventures in that faraway land. Before he gave it to me, he made me swear on my immortal soul my immortal soul. It's capitalized. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Never to allow another to use it, for the gates between the realms are as fragile as they are powerful, and the risks of the un in uninitiated to cause damage to both the earthly as well as the ethereal domain is far too great. So basically, only one guy gets to have sex with ghosts. Or else the whole world will end. 
Well, what makes him think he's the guy? I don't know. And, like, does the ghost, like, consent to this? I'm not sure. I feel like we'll get there. <laughs> I I didn't know what I was getting okay, myself I think this is Julia again. So she's like, oh, yeah, Kaderstan, a real vacation spot. While you were out getting enlightened, I was squatting over a hole in the floor, crapping my guts out. What? She thought, hiding a yawn behind the back of a hand. Bummer, the scraggly young man mumbled, falling back into his seat. Any more questions, Randolph asked. I think Randolph is the author, dude, who's, like, answering questions, right? Randolph is the guy having sex with ghosts? Yes. Oh, we have a question. Do ghosts just get horny, or do they have to, or do they... Oh, good question. Could you imagine dying so when you're So, do ghosts get horny, or do they have to die that way? Yeah, like... That is a good question. That is a great question. Um, I don't know, Dylan, thoughts? Anyone else thoughts? thoughts? <laughs> and hello, witchy page. They yes, just joined. Hello. Okay. That's a good question. Okay, I'm gonna lose sleep yeah. tonight now. You know what, Dylan? That is a good question for Randolph. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Randolph. <laughs> Scanning the bookstore with his sincerely blue eyes, I'm very pleased to see such a large turnout. Always wonderful to know that my message of sensual relations with the dead has managed to reach so many people. At 20 bucks a pop for a paperback, the 10% to us, I'm damned happy about it too. Looking over the crowd, she didn't see any more hands. Great. Maybe we'll be able to get out of here after only the usual hour of autographs. I have a question. She was young, pretty, toned, as only someone to whom sag was only a word could be. I don't like this author's writing. I don't even know what's going on. I don't know who's <laughs> talking. I don't know what... What is happening? Uh, Just as they're talking about having sex with ghosts. Certainly, dear, Rudolph's... (laughs) Rudolph? Randolph said, (laughs) the beard twitching, ask me anything. How does your wife feel about this? I mean, having sex with ghosts? The girl glanced at Juliet, stance and lifted chin, a challenge to step up to Oh, so they're married. Yeah, okay, Juliet and... Randolph are married. Juliet obviously doesn't like the fact that she's kind of being cheated on. Yeah, she doesn't seem too happy. Uh, My wife and I have a very special relationship, he said, gesturing to where Juliet sat. She is very understanding toward my mission to reach the spectral realm with my erotic energies and to try and understand the nature of the afterlife. I cannot pursue this great mission and write the books you all seem to enjoy without her help. Very special is right, Juliet thought, hoping the sneer didn't peer around the corners of her stage smile. What a very pleasant evening, he said as he walked in the door, coats going on hooks. What is going on? So great to see others as excited as I am about erotic contact with the other world. That's definitely what I'd call it, exciting. That's the word I'd use, she said, dropping her keys on a Tibetan prayer bowl. Did we just, like, change? Like, are we at someone's house No, Dylan, Dylan has a, um... Theory. She's a ghost wife. Oh my god, he says he's too busy having sex with ghosts to worry about the proper writing mechanics. <laughs> Very Get wrecked. true. And is she a ghost wife? No, because I think... What if that's the plot twist at the end of the story? I feel like they can see her, but maybe not. We'll see. I mean, can some ghosts make themselves Appear. known to everyone? 
We'll see. Okay. I believe that's one of the largest audience I've ever had. Don't you think so, beloved? Math in her head. Autographs and book sales. She smiled. Why? I do believe it was. I can only hope that the next book will do as well. Dare I hope it will be even more successful. Oh, dare. Dare? For our bank account? Dare? I don't understand. Why no, is she mad? I don't know. No reason to think it won't be. Each one sold better than the last. Oh, Juliet, how you inspire me. <laughs> You are truly a wonderful and enlightened being to support me in my spiritual journey. Of having sex with ghosts? Oh my gosh. Smiling firmly, she took his hand from her shoulder. When did he put it on her shoulder? We don't know. (laughs) Well, Randolph, you inspire me as well. We're a team, right? I feel resentment in her Some animosity. How correct you are, beloved. How correct you are. He beamed. Oh, I can hardly wait to make my next contact with the great beyond. Meeting those people who so believe in my work has tremendously energized me. Energized? Oh, great. That's wonderful. It's always wonderful when you're excited about your work. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think it's too early to make an expedition, beloved? I know I can be severely, well, I guess you could say, depleted. After such a transport, I would hate to abandon you for the evening. Thanks for your concern, Randolph. But don't worry about me. Are you up for it? Don't want to burn yourself out, you know. Nothing wrong with taking a rest, putting your feet up and all. You don't have to travel every time you lie down, you know. Ah, but the spirits are all but begging me to see them tonight. Can't you feel them? I can. (laughs) Tonight, they're particularly eager for me to visit them, to engage in our, um, a, uh, contact. This is, like, next-level fuckboy. (laughs) Also, Dylan thinks she's gonna kill him, and I really hope he's right. she does. Because I want to kill him. If she doesn't, I will. (laughs) They do not get much contact with the flesh, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Lucky stiffs. I understand, darling. I really do. I'm just saying that maybe you just want to rest up. Who do you think will come tonight, beloved? Perhaps Marie Antoinette? Oh my god. Marilyn? Or what about Cleopatra? Oh my god. It seems like ages since she's crossover. She might just be about due. Okay. I was just saying, like, ghosts can't have sex with each other. Okay, so let's say ghosts do get horny. They just have to wait for this asshole? Like... I guess so, because he's the only one who who can do it. That sucks! Yeah, that does suck. Could you imagine eternity? And you fuck that guy? (laughs) Oh, man. And I thought, like... Yeah, I thought, you know, having <laughs> how many billion people on Earth was, like, a small pool for <laughs> love interest, but, uh, oh those poor ghosts. <sighs> they are way above his league. But I can feel them, Julia, all around me, just waiting for a chance, as I do, as do I, to join in <laughs> communion between the spheres, to join in spectral report. 
Besides, think of the books. Think of all those people, like the ones we met tonight, who are so eagerly waiting for my next volume of spiritual traveling. For them, I shall walk the road between the worlds, explore the sensual and erotic domains between the living and the expired. Oh, lordy. Well, I can see that you're very excited right now, Randolph. It might be better to relax and not push the spirits, if you know what I mean. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Maybe they need a night off, just like you. Oh, my beloved Julia, you are such a caring and devoted spouse. Oh my god! Your concern for me is so well. tender and caring, but I hate when they use words, like, the same words in, like, the next sentence. Yeah. Karen, Karen. Okay. Um, this is being called a thesaurus. <laughs> but I assure you, I'm hearty and healthy, if not even more so than usual. Tonight has been rejuvenating. Meeting all those eager readers, the books doing so well, and especially with your loving support. It's all so wonderful. Was she blushing? Oh, knock it off, Randolph. And I owe it to all the erotic contact with ghosts who would have thought of it. Wow. Well, if you were going to travel to the other world, shouldn't you be getting to bed, dear? <laughs> Just get on my face. Dylan's oh. gonna get ghost herpes. I hope he gets ghost herpes. I agree. I hope they, like... The worst than actual herpes because they're just with you for eternity. Oh my god. Okay, this is the erotic part. We've oh, finally. We've got into it. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> so, he's sleeping with Helen of Troy. It uh, says, of course he is. Helen of Troy. Diaphanous. Luminous. Ethereal. Ethereal? I don't know. Glided into the room and banged her shin on the coffee table. Oh, wow, how erotic. <laughs> Damn it, she thought, biting her lip so as not to put speech to it. Hopping, balancing in a hand tightly around an ornately carved bedpost, she vigorously rubbed her barked ankle. What? Came Randall's sluggish voice from a point somewhere below a mountain range of goose-down pillows? Crap! Both feet down. Ankle clearly more painful than damaged. She smoothed her sheet, adjusted her dime-store tiara, Took a deep breath a and crooned out a melodious ooh. ooh. <laughs> Dylan says, what about ghost men? Well, I mean, yeah. I agree. Those poor, uh, poor ghost This asshole, men. like, fucking talking down to his wife and the ghost ladies. He's so awful. Okay, so it says, then whispering down low near her husband's ear, from the great beyond, I have come. Who, who is there? Who is it? Wait, who's talking? Is that Juliet or is it Randolph? The great beyond? No, no. The who, who is... Oh, that's Randolph. Oh, okay. I think that he, like, must take control of other people's bodies or something. I don't know. This is so confusing. Yeah. Okay. The lights in the room were dim, so much as the, that everything seemed washed with a brush dipped in inky shade and shadow. The bed was a pale rectangle, the pile of pillows a gray smudge. We don't care about the bed. We're going to skip that. <laughs> Just skip to the fun erotic parts. The I ones agree. that Tina Belcher obviously wrote. Also, I love Dylan's commentary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Crap, she mentally repeated, hoping to remember to do more research. You really think Helen of Troy said crap? I am so confused. What is going on? Is this uh, Juliet? Let's see where it goes. Okay. 
Oh, the wonders of the flesh, she said, skipping her fingers down the nightgown covered his nightgown covered chest growling a tiger rumble of excitement he rolled and stretched sensually legs mirroring moving lethargically under the sheets his oh, hands Megan. floated up hi megan oh she's in she's in uh <laughs> <laughs> she's in england right now oh is she yeah awesome hi megan from england okay uh da 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 how I've missed this. She completely pulled back the sheet, which had already been turned down, stretched out. Her husband's body gently undulated in the murky light, his dressing grown pearly white. Here we go again. Well, welcome back, he whispered, a hand finally finding her shoulder, sliding down, then off her arm. Returning is so satisfying, she Oh, so he's fucked her before. Yeah. Fingers continuing to trip down his chest. Not for the first time, she was gently distracted. By how tight his chest was. Not a young man. He was still remarkably toned. She stroked down muscles over skin that was only just starting to show the other side of middle age. The thanks for co- coming. God, not so confident now, <laughs> a Randall. Smile curled the corners of his mouth, making his face stuff. <laughs> Hand further down, she suddenly made contact with something mar- remarkably harder. Oh my. <laughs> Well, not rare for him to be excited by her ghostly non- nocturnal visitations. Tonight, he was remarkably aroused. The erection she brushed was tight and hard and raised at a very determined angle. <laughs> <laughs> Without a thought, she wrapped her hand around it. <laughs> okay, hold on. Don't <laughs> There are so many fucking ghosts. How does he have repeat customers? I like that you can read his frustration through that. I mean, I get it. You're right. Like, God, give other people a turn. (laughs) Asshole. I actually... I think that maybe... He thinks he's traveling traveling to sneeze is 50 degrees is the angle. <laughs> a very determined angle. So, I think he thinks that he's traveling, but really it's just his wife. Ooh. And that's why she walked in and banged her shin. Makes sense. Because why would a ghost bang her shin? Right? Oh my god, Megan, what the fuck are you listening to? <laughs> Hi, Megan, welcome to our bonus, uh... Welcome to our TED Talk. Yeah. Our erotic ghost bonus episode. Uh, Okay. Okay. Let's get on. Without a thought, she wrapped her hand around it, you know, the determined direction. Relishing its strength. My pleasure, she said, perhaps a bit too loudly as she began to gently stroke him through the fabric of his gown. Ecstatic, he undulated (laughs) on the bed. (laughs) Bottom sheet tugging almost free from the corners, but cock staying firmly in her hand. Normally, and she grinned, curling the corners of her own mouth at that, for it seemed like nothing about their lives was anything close. It would be a simple, direct night, just enough to fuel his delusion. Delusion plus books equal money, after all. But right then, cock in her hand, she didn't want to coolly stroke it until he came a nocturnal spiritual emission on the sheets. Gown up, eyes adjusted to the low light. She could see that she'd been feeling what she, what she'd been feeling. Many had called Randall handsome, especially when he was younger. But she never really agreed. 
pleasant to look at him, easy on the eyes, striking his in his own way perhaps, but not really handsome per se. Now, as she assessed his cock, she had finally nodded her head and joined that crowd, at least for that part of him, that night. A nice cock. A fine erection. It felt good in her hand, strong and eager, emerging from a curly thicket of grey and black hairs. Dark walnuts barely visible lower at the junction of his slightly parted legs. It's totally Juliet, though, right? I, I do like that theory. But also, Dylan makes a great point. You're right. Like, why should she be doing all the work? Yeah, man. You are. But also, so maybe that's what it was. Because at the beginning, like, it's like, oh, she's, like, so jealous that her husband's having sex with ghosts. But no, she's just tired of having to pleasure him every fucking night. Yeah. I get it. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. At the tip, a tiny cleft, a pearl gleamed in the soft darkness set in the smooth, <laughs> plump head. A drop of early excitement. Promise of orgasm. A drop orgasm. of early excitement. <laughs> then, before she was conscious of it, something else. Tasty. Her head was down. <laughs> Lips parted, and he was inside her mouth. Initially, she simply relished the way the size and firmness of him filled her. The way the plump, swollen corona rested against the roof of her mouth, against her tongue. Then she wanted more. Some tongue. Same mouth. Same lips. She began to really feel and taste the cock inside her, rolling and flicking all over. And then tongue in uh, brackets for some reason? Smooth against rough palate. Mouth in brackets. Soft glide down and up the shaft. Lips in brackets. There's a lot of words in brackets for no reason. Like, okay. <laughs> what? Smooth. Look. Okay, smooth against rough palate. So it was smooth against, I don't know, someone's mouth, her mouth. This is so And flicking all written. over, like, flicking all over her tongue. Now we're just analyzing this yeah. book. Smooth against rough palate. Okay, so the mouth again. But oh, are wait, these, no. like, obvious? Soft glide down and up the shaft. What? This is weird. She closed her eyes, moaned a bit, and drifted away into the pleasure of sucking him. Moaned a bit. It's like, oh, this is a chore now. The pleasure was clearly mutual. Oh, okay. Senses distorted, but also amplified. He groaned deep and primeval. Primeval? Arms and legs sweeping back and forth. And arms... What? Arms is in brackets again. And open, closed, legs in brackets... (laughs) As she rolled her lips and tongue and mouth up and down his cock, in the midst of the deep sounds, a few words bubbled up. Oh, my. <laughs> why would he, Why was that in a southern accent? <laughs> Maybe she broke character. <laughs> character. Being the All most right. clear and articulate. What in the hell am I doing? <laughs> but while it was certainly articulate, the answer wasn't clear. Though it should have been, considering the formula of delusion and scorn equals frustration. Getting on the bed, clumsy in the eagerness, she kept her one hand on him while she fought with the tangled wrap of her muslin toga. Under the nothing but skin, and between her legs, she absolutely knew she was slick and wet and very hot. This is so sad. So she has to, like, pretend to be a ghost to get her husband's attention? 
Juliet divorce him, uh, leave him, and then watch his career go down the drain because he's not going to be fucking ghosts anymore. Pretty much. Like, she's the reason he's successful. Wow. Like, honestly. And how does he not know? (sighs) What an idiot. Oh, my God. (laughs) Dylan, he's fucking the air. How is anyone feeling (laughs) anything? (laughs) I just feel like any ghost would be above his league, honestly. I just... I mean, if I was a ghost, why would I spend my time? Okay. Above, still feeling his excitement between her lips, she felt her temperature hit the top of her thermometer. Blushing hotly, she pushed him back, Head of his cock slipping, then hovering just below where she wanted him. Then, dropping herself down, she was there, inside. She was inside? Like, emotionally? (laughs) Okay, wait, she's dead or not dead? And is she sleeping with an angel or her husband? (laughs) I'm so, so (laughs) Okay, so our theory. Okay, so Randolph. He is an author, I guess. We don't really know. It was never stated. So, he's an author who writes a lot about how to have sex with the dead. And at the beginning, his wife was, like, really bitchy about the whole thing. But now we think that his wife is pretending to be a ghost and fucking her husband. So he thinks he's having sex with a ghost... But it's actually just his wife pretending to be a ghost. That's our theory. We might be way off because nothing in this story makes sense. But if you have any theories, feel free to share. (laughs) Okay, so she's inside now. Apparently. Inside, and she sighed. Her voice thunderous in the barely lighted, hushed room. Pausing for just a moment, she let her desire drive her up and down on his hardness. Own vision blurring, own mind fogged. Up and down, up and down. Hips <laughs> rocking, rising and falling to push herself down. How erotic. Up and down, deeper. up and down, up and down. <laughs> Dylan's like they just need therapy. Honestly. I agree. <laughs> Below her, his body convulsed, tightened, relaxed, tightened, relaxed. With her up and down, thrusts and giggling squirms, grasping, moaning, his hands nevertheless kept kneading at, at her breasts, tugging just right at her nipples, eyes rolling, head flopping back and forth. Oh, oh, from his tightened lips. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and then she's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> She felt it, novelty of its cause only heightening its arrival, muscles gripped, back tensed, mouth wide, her moans climbed to a near scream. (laughs) (laughs) It's not meant to be hilarious, it's meant to be erotic. Maybe you just don't get it. Oh, goodness. Joining her in release, in rolling, pounding orgasm, his eyes were wide in wondrous, delighted comprehension, his body locked right in rigid muscles. No scream, though. Just instead a word, then another, then that special last one. Thank you, Juliet. Why do you say thank you, Juliet? Wait. 
Wait. So he knows he's having sex with his wife? And a <laughs> ghost? What? Is that the end? Oh my god! What? Okay, hopefully it explains something. Then it was there, and their bodies moved one last time, their voices chorused in the pleasurable sounds until quiet, until relaxation, until exhaustion, and she claps down, face on his cool chest, though still paint, panting with echoes of body joy tickling her between her legs at the tips of her nipples. After a minute, maybe two or even three, Randall, oh, Randall, that was wonderful. Tears hot on her cheeks. I've missed that. I've really missed that. After a minute, then three or even four. I'm so sorry, dear. I hated lying all this time, but you seem so excited, so happy. I hadn't seen you like that in a long time. I'm so confused. <laughs> I've never been more turned off. Get wrecked. Oh my god. Okay, so what? After a minute. No, I already said that part. Wait, wait, who said that? Okay, that was Randall. I'm so sorry, dear. I hated lying all this time, but you seemed so excited, so happy. I hadn't seen you like that in a long time. Then when the books began to do so well, I just, I just began to resent it, I guess. See you for a fool, but you're not, you're not, really not, and I'm, I'm really sorry. What? But then after 10, even 11 minutes, her voice shocked and high. Randolph, Randolph. What? What is going on? What? Oh my god! Okay, wait, keep reading. Is he dead? We're like almost done. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Just like, I, I just like, I, I, maybe the end will explain. If not, I want to talk about theories. Okay. <laughs> theories are coming, guys. What does the actual closet feel like? Said a pudgy little man and a teacher proclaiming that Frodo lives. <laughs> His eyes were full of suspicion, his question no doubt lying in some sort of trap. Well, it doesn't feel like anything I've ever felt before. I don't know the science of it, but I always think it's something like smoke. You know, you really can't feel smoke, just that sometimes it's hot. I think ghost stuff is like that. You can't feel it, not really, but there's something in it and you can feel, like, the hotness of a ghost. I hope that helps. Disarmed, looking embarrassed, he sat down, making his shirt statement a illegible over his rolling belly. Any other questions? The bookstore owner said, a perky and bright bird of a woman clearly delighted in the turnout. What? A prim woman, stiff and armored in tweed suit. I know what you say in your books, but I'd love to hear again about your feelings for your late husband. He's dead! They had sex and he died! Good. The question seemed tinged with choked up romance, the possibility of happiness, even if it had to come after death. Sitting in the front row in the seat she'd specially reserved just for him, Randolph looked up at her and smiled. But he's dead. Through his wavering transparency, see, he's dead. She could see that the prim woman had ugly, patent leather shoes. Jesus Christ, let her live. Even after his transportation to the other side, my husband and I have never been closer. That's really sad. Juliet said, returning her husband's sweet smile. Randolph and I maintain a very special and very loving relationship. Well, that got us absolutely nowhere. <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> okay, so Randolph writes books. Juliet is his wife. I think... <laughs> Dylan, not just Jesus, they need Jesus. <laughs> okay, so... Juliet, I think, pretended... <laughs> To be a ghost? Like, for... Like, okay. role-playing. Like, she would role-play? 
but he didn't know it. He thought that he was going to like some other. <laughs> what side. an idiot! And then like, <laughs> <laughs> um, she they had sex and he died. Okay, but my question is, did he did because he said I'm sorry for lying or like I like he kind of said that he knew it was her. So has he always known he was having sex with his wife, pretending to be I, a it, ghost? I'm not sure if he said that or if it was her. Because he wasn't saying anything. Oh, I thought he had said it. At the end, it was like minutes went by him and there would be words. Oh, I lost the page. I mean, it's not that important, but... Uh, um... Yeah, it says... After a minute, or maybe two, or even three. Randolph, oh Randolph, that was wonderful. And then a few minutes later, I'm so sorry, dear, I hated lying all this time, but you seemed so excited, so happy. I hadn't seen you like that in a long time. Obviously, because he was, like, sleeping with ghosts. Like, he was happy, but he was sleeping with ghosts. Like, he was excited. Like, he's like, oh, I slept with Marilyn Monroe. But then after 10, 11 minutes, her voice shocked and high, Randolph, Randolph, because he was dead. But why did he die? I don't know. This makes no sense. Why did he die? Um, oh, three. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you missed quiet. <laughs> um, um. Somebody needs to find Beth Greenwood on Twitter and be like, girl, we need answers. Um, for those who joined, we're reading from a book called The Big Book of Erotic Ghost Stories. And it was a trip. Okay, so we just read Dead, Dead Letters Letter. by Beth Greenwood. I want, like, a super short one, but to complete the cycle of ghost sex. That's still in theory. It must have been. But, I mean, if she can have, like, sex with okay, men on short. the other side, then... Hopefully, you know, the the men get some sex, too. Not just... Now it's not just the women. Because Randolph was only sleeping with the women. The, the girly ghosts. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, this one seems short. Okay. Shall I read it? Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, Stephen and Kyle don't... Walking. Walking. Ugh. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so this is called The Skin of My Soul by Sean Merriweather. It says, for Virginia. A woman named Virginia? The state? Probably we'll the know. state. My bet's on the state. <clears throat> she is there, standing like a dried flower in a vase. A pale woman, dressed in antique browns, watches me from the corner of my bedroom. At least, okay, we have a setting now. We didn't before. Yeah, we're in Good a bedroom. Good start. Good to know. I do not register her presence all at once, but gradually realizing that she has been there for some time, perhaps minutes. My eyes dart up from the book in my lap, but no one is there, only shadows tossed across the wall. Unsettled but skeptical, I shield my eyes with my book. <laughs> Sorry. You shield your eyes with all your books. Uh, Dylan says Virginia is for lovers. That's their thing. Oh, is it? I guess you know what? I sense. trust you because you live closer to Virginia than we do. So I shield my eyes with my book in a vain attempt to read, trying to distract myself from the idea that I'd seen her, this lonely woman within the walls of my 
unremarkable house. <laughs> I steal uh, furtive glances into the corner, afraid of finding her there and possibly scaring her away. Okay, he's scared that he's going to scare her away? She's in her, like, in your room. <laughs> oh, whatever. But the room remains empty. I wait for her, confident that she will return. But after an hour, my eyes grow too heavy for my vigilance, and I succumb to dreamless sleep. I wake in the morning, muscles stiff from unfamiliar positions, and move through the day with only a vague memory of the woman in brown. Inured to the wonderment of her early morning visitation. I don't really think brown is a sexy color. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, but, I mean, not like anything has made sense so far. That evening, I sense her again. I look up from my book, but afraid to startle her. I stare straight ahead at the rose-patterned wallpaper. She is just within the periphery of my vision, sheltered silently in the corner, the woman's face is as translucent as skim milk. Why is everyone always so white? Well, anyways. Her paleness more pronounced by the shadows that swathe her. Her eyes are con confrontational, but questioning, uncertain of my reaction. My heart beats wildly, a throbbing in my chest and head that makes me feel terrified and alive. The taste of metal steals across my tongue as I demand, What do you want? The vision disperses, a flutter of light, and she is gone. Okay, why does he see this ghost and is, like, turned on? Maybe she's hot? I'm, if I, even if I saw, like, a hot ghost, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'd man, be I'm, scared. I'm so turned on right now. My bedroom is empty and cold. I pull the blankets closer around me, startling at every nighttime sound that rolls toward me, like a fra like a fractured wave. I stare at the wall until the pattern is infused with dancing spots, hopeful with childlike fear that she will return again. But as the night wears on into morning and the adrenaline wanes, sleep betrays me, and my dreams become a landscape for the woman's passing. The morning light fills me with uncertainty making me think her reappearance was only the play of shadows or a waking dream, not something as romantic as a ghost in my bedroom, but a mirage that could be explained away like a thunderstorm, robbing its beauty and power. I quiz myself on her details, her old-fashioned clothes, the sweep of dark hair, her demeanor and gentle face, the beseeching eyes. I take solace in the belief that I had seen her, this pale woman, despite the objections of the sunlight glaring through the window. Like, why is he falling in love with her? Dylan makes a good point. He said it could be a scared boner. <laughs> I've heard that's a thing. I mean, probably. It's just like, fuck, I'm so scared. I'm so turned on right now. I, I forget. I think it was in a movie or something. I've seen that. <laughs> it was a thing. I was like, okay. Um... Fox's oh. grandma. Oh my god, Dylan. Okay. I mean. <laughs> <clears throat> she is there again the next evening, motionless but stronger. I sense her more than see her. Smell her wet perfume of flowers and sweaty sweetness. <laughs> she hangs there, just within my line of sight, waiting. I pretend to ignore her, intending to draw her out. But my book trembles in my hand and the words escape my focus. Instead, I study her from the corner of my eye. Her mysterious smile, knowing, comforting, 
The thin line of her mouth, almost masculine, joins the planes of her face. Her lips pause on the verge of saying something, but she remains silent. For a moment, I wish I had someone with me to confirm her presence, but that thought shudders through me. No, this is my secret, mine alone. The miraculousness of her visit sends a friendly chill over my skin, tensing my nipples and trembling my lips. I am unable to do anything more than observe her. <laughs> He's like... The nipples stone. got to me. <laughs> <laughs> the woman stands in, intermine, inter, interminably. Her eyes expected and haunted. <laughs> her ivoried hands clutch into small fists battling her muteness, as if to speak, but no sound comes. I want to go to her, take her into my bed and soothe these troubles from her, but I cannot move. I struggle to repress my fear and excitement until I can no longer bear it, blurting out, Who are you? Echoing her frustration, the entity vanishes, leaving only her liquid scent on the air to embrace me. God, she's like really just not, not having it. No. <clears throat> I mean, I get it. Um, Megan, you're right. These are really great bedtime <laughs> stories. Uh, what did Dylan miss? Um, this guy basically went frozen. Like, he froze. He couldn't move. He could only stare at the lady, and his nipples got hard. <laughs> <laughs> of course, as, you, as it happens. Um, he asked her, like, who are you? And she disappeared because, like, she also thought it was weird, and I guess. And she's a ghost. Yeah. That's what they do. I lie in bed, eyes purpled with lost sleep, jolted each time the shadows merge into a likeness of her. Her face seals into my thoughts, placid as the mirror, as a mirrored pond, similar to my own but sharp with anxiety. She is trying to speak to me, but her message remains encrypted in silence. The feeling of inexplicable loss overwhelms me. I turn away from her corner and cry out my confusion, then laugh to myself. Convinced that I am going mad, yeah, but ultimately <laughs> desiring only her return. Uh, Dylan says, well, hard nipples would send anyone away. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, hello. They'd scare her. She'd be like, what the hell? Dude, you have Wrong a reaction to seeing a ghost. Mm-hmm. For a week, I sit up in bed waiting for her to reappear, but the corner of my bedroom stands empty. I attempt to conjure her up from memory, but the concentrated effort only brings on headaches. I become dizzy with lack of sleep, nodding off constantly like a child waiting for Santa. Then the morning sun would brush open the curtains and bathe me in doubt. I'd wake, cursing myself for the lost opportunity of her visit, a stumble through the pointless day weighed down by failure. This guy needs a hobby. Oh my god. Then, inexplicably, she is there, stronger than before, almost tangible, standing in the corner, I thought of as hers. I could feel her whispering something into my ear, like a tickle, through her, though her lips did not move. Her voice scratches inside my head like an unformed idea, <laughs> drawing my eyes down to the book in my hand, I focus on a page, and like a revelation read, within her breasts, a rose. What book is he reading? The page turns suddenly beneath my fingers, like wings of a fragile bird, and my eyes align on 
in her pantry, the stock, and another flurry of pages before ending with, though she did not value her friendship any less. What? What does that mean? I stared down at the book in my lap, giddy with joy at having been witness to such a play. But then the words begin to bubble up from my unconscious from my unconscious mind and float together like petals dropped into bath water. Rose emerges and rounded a rounded sound, followed by the stalk, a harsh K in my ear, then less an odd pronunciation. I repeat the, the three word there the three aloud Rose stockless. Rose stockless? Rose stockless. I guess so. He's just repeating them. Rose stockless. Rose stockless. What is... Rose stockless. Uh, I don't know. Okay, a question raises my brow. That isn't quite right. Without thinking, I turn to her, but she remains, and I speak the three words to her. Rose stockless. She smiles, though the words mean nothing combined. Rose stockless? <laughs> yes, she says, not aloud, but within me. What? <laughs> Inventory. <laughs> yeah, she says, not aloud, but within me. I float on a wave of epiphany. Feel myself growing. Oh, God. With under... Oh, it says feel myself growing with understanding. Oh, okay. uh, My skin tightens and flushes as her identity ripples through me. That's your name? <laughs> yes, she says. A relief. Her name is Rose Stockless. What? Okay. Uh, Read, her voice swelling into a wave of sound. Me. Read, she repeats earnestly, <laughs> lips parting to kiss the charged air between us. I return to the book, reading the words beneath my fingers, but there is no meaning in them, no revelation. She looks at me passionately. For now, I can see her just as if she were real, though faded like an old photograph. Read! She em- God damn it, read! She employs me and then vanishes like a fine morning mist in the summer sun, leaving me on the verge of tears. Why are you crying? Oh my god. I need a ghost to come to my room and, like, force me to read. Maybe I'll actually get through books. <laughs> Is that read, how you turn people read. on it's to like say the, it? It's like the Duolingo owl. <laughs> you missed your Spanish lesson today. Yeah. Burns down your house. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. She probably gave him blue balls, but I think she kind of enjoys that. Isn't, like, Rose, like, a Shakespeare saying something to do with names? Rose Stockless? No, just the name Rose. It's like... Oh, oh something about a rose smelling sweet. Yeah. <clears throat> Driven to discover their meaning, I repeat the words rose stockless and the more insistent read until they lose their original meaning. Dude, I think we're getting chopped off in 30 seconds. Oh, no! Why? Is that a thing? Does that happen? Huh. Okay, well, I guess we'll um, end it and then come right back. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. that works. Uh, uh, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. <laughs> to find out what happens to Rose Stockless. Yeah. Alright, let's learn what happened to Rose Stockless. Okay. <laughs> We're all on the edge of our seats. The f- oh, see what's here. 
What what do I do? Just hit decline and text her. Here, can you? Yeah. <clears throat> the first three, her name, but her surname could not be Stockless, <laughs> of course. Oh my god, Ian's here. I'm so nervous. Hi, Ian. Um, <laughs> I'm so nervous now. Why? I don't know, because he's going to hear me read erotic ghost stories. Um, her surname could not be Stockless, but must be some hybrid. I hear their pronunciation in my head. The stock with the hard K. The less with an open vowel. I tried to meld them on my tongue. Stockless. Oh, Loki's probably gonna, like, howl. Okay. Loki, go howl. Do I keep reading when you're gone? Okay. But it isn't right. Then again, stockless? A closer still. Finally, stockless, sounding almost perfect. But what of read? A married name? No, not a name. A verb. But read what? Okay. Okay, keep going, keep going. Uh, I feel so pressured right now. <clears throat> the woman haunts my days, her papery voice whispering inside my mind, her words buzzing like wild bees. They fly inside me, bowing me above the... Tedium? I don't know what that means. Whatever. Making me want to rush home and speak to her. Bask in her presence. My head reels until all I hear is Rose, growing more powerful each day. I see her in everything. In the clouds, in the trees, in the secretive smiles of other women. This is sad. And in the flowers that are suddenly everywhere I look. This poor guy's in love with a ghost. Five nights more she is gone, and I fear her never returning. I bring in full bouquets of roses, her namesake, (laughs) until the room is rich with their perfume and books from the living room, certain she has some connection to them after our last meeting. I pray at night and wait for her, believing she would return, knowing that her message had not been delivered. When she reappears, I take a chance and move toward her, keeping myself at arm's length but close enough that I can feel the warmth of her spirit. Again, she repeats, read, uh, imploring me with her manner and speech like a starving woman at a banquet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, Dylan says, is Rose his dead wife? And dear Dear God, God, send me a ghost to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Dear God, please. Megan, good God, can this sad man just fuck the ghost of Rose? (laughs) He's the sad story. She appears more anxious than before, more transparent, and I fear I am losing her. I ask her what it is she wants me to read, what she means, but she can only answer, read! Like, God, just fucking read! You sound like my grade two teacher. (laughs) Read! (laughs) Before her spirit dissipates, I grasp the air where she'd been. Oh my God, this is annoying. Her fragrance (laughs) wetting my fingertips. And huddle in the corner, smelling her. Oh, hi. Hi, Metzley. (laughs) Certain that I am failing her. Every night I read to her from a new book, but there is no effect. And Rose is weaker each time. He just needs to fuck her. Uh, Her delicate hands clutching the air. 
begging for understanding. I cry out in desperation. What is it that she wants me to read? How can I know if she doesn't tell me? She stands there as mute as a statue, paling until she is barely an outline against the wall. By morning, I only know her scent remains. Wait. Is this a romance? No, oh, it's an erotica. It is more of a romance. Well, it's supposed to be. It's Tina Belcher's erotic friend fiction. Oh, so far, we've had erected nipples. <laughs> yeah, there's like just this ghost giving this guy blue balls. We have like one and a half pages to go, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Sad time wants to sleep with the ghost. Um, Accurate. Uh, where am I? I travel across town, searching old bookshops for something that catches my eye, something to read that will bring her back when her imploring read hits me with its full meaning. Read? Read her! I, uh, I inquire at the front desk of the largest used bookstore if they have anything by Rose Stockless. That I am uncertain of the spelling. The older gentleman behind the counter frowns in concentration and shakes his head. Impotently, I turn away, convinced that I am only grasping at straws. A woman behind me, as faded and gray as the man, stops me from leaving. Do you mean Rose Stockland? Wait, these are all spelled different ways, but it's stock. Yes, Rose Stock. <laughs> she said, my goodness, how would a young person like you know about Rose Stockless? She's dead. <laughs> you know who she is? My, You know, this just reminded me that I forgot to buy a toothbrush today. I don't know why. <laughs> you <laughs> You should tell me. I can pick you up one. God. You know, okay, the reason it it reminded me is because this random woman is like, oh, roast stockless. Like, you're looking for roast stockless. And today, I was at the dollar store looking at toothbrushes, and this random lady comes up to me and goes, do you need a new toothbrush? <laughs> And I was like, yeah. She's like, they're 88 cents of shoppers right now. And I forgot to pick one up. God damn it. Oh, my God. Anyways. Like, no one really cared, but. Uh, you know who she is? My heart pulses in my ears as the woman smiles. Yes, she was a wonderful writer. Died so young. Cancer. It was a shame. I haven't thought of her in years. Do you have a book by her? I need to have it. She places a comforting hand over mine and tells me she has a copy at home. And if I want to read The Skin of My Soul and share the beauty of Rose's vision, then it would be better than gathering dust on an old lady's shelf. I thank her profusely and follow the woman to her little house filled to the ceilings with books. That's me. That's an old woman. <clears throat> I promise her dinner as a thank you so we can talk about the book after I'd finish it and her eyes sparkle with unrepressed joy at the prospect. I rush home and wait impatiently for nightfall, then take Rose's book and begin reading her words aloud. At first, she is only a glimmer, slowly strengthening like a flame, burning brighter with each fra phrase, as if the very language is enlivening her. I read faster, more impassioned, and her form blossoms with fresh life, quickening the blood in my veins until we, too, are joined by the string of words. My tongue skips over the sentences like breath on skin, and I rise from the bed to join her in the corner, standing inches from her glimmering form. Rose speaks la aloud, sound pouring from her mouth like honey, coating, 
coating me with meaning. I disrobe. <laughs> oh, he's getting naked. Ah. I disrobe. Uh, where did it go? He's like disrobing for some reason. Uh, oh yeah. And stand before her as her words tingle across my skin. Nibbling at the flesh of my arms and legs, licking across the trembling plateau of my stomach, moistening my thighs and biting my lips with expectant pleasure, I reach out to her and we embrace. She is, she is a sweep of vapors molding around me, a flower rising into a blossom driving deep inside of me, spreading me open like the leaves of a book. Okay, book doesn't have leaves. Oh, I guess, yeah. She pours into me, a fiery poetry raining down upon my receptive skin, tensing my nipples with the air of her touch. (laughs) He spirit. Does this supposed to be her spirit? He spirit is everywhere around me. I think it's supposed to be her. Yeah, her spirit is everywhere around me, filling me with her Lexus and Lexus? Lexi, whatever, until I brim with eloquence and joy coming from the exuberance. <laughs> Filling me with her Lexus. It's her car. <laughs> from the exuberance of her language. Sweating and gasping, I turn to Rose, a radiance beside me. She hovers, the shy smile smoothing the planes of her pale face, and touches me with a hand that beats with warmth and blood. She is saying thank you without words. There is no need for words between us now. She fades like so many petals falling from a stem, covering me with their delicate warmth. The skin of my soul, (laughs) that's the book, falls from the bed, spreads open like a day drawing. I bent over to retrieve it, reading, In the kind thoughts of a stranger, unknown but knowing, she survived. Her smell is here, within the pages. And I bring the book to my lips and kiss it, sharing it with Rose, knowing that I might always find her here, within. The end. That was tedious. Oh, it's Seema! Hi, (laughs) (laughs) Seema! Oh, man. Um... Oh, I like what Dylan said. Nothing turns me on more than hearing my own writing. Yeah, she's like, read, read. I mean, honestly, if I were an author, I would go and haunt people and make them buy my book, too. I mean, yeah, but not (laughs) to turn me on. Okay, that was... Okay, you know, we've only read two stories, but there seems to be a theme of men fucking the ghosts and ladies. Well, today's... There's books. It was a theme of books. Yes. But it's like, oh, she's free now because she fucked this guy oh, yeah. who was turned on by a ghost. These are not very femin- feminist stories so far. Uh, but I think comparing the two, I think I liked this one better because I knew what was going on. Yeah, the first one was so all over the place and made no sense because we didn't get any setting at the beginning. Oh, see, Dylan agrees. This one was better yeah. than the last one. Yeah. Um... <laughs> No, it wasn't. You're it was right. someone it pretending to be a ghost. Well, except for at the end when the husband died. Oh, right. Of course. That like it was like the writer forgot it was a ghost story book, and they're like, "Oh shit, I need some ghosts." Kills him. <laughs> he just dies during climax. <laughs> what happened? I mean, apparently it's happened. Yeah. In real life, so 
so our friend Seema, she found this at a, a little free li- or free little libraries. I always get them mixed up. Little free library. Little free library. So um I don't know who dropped it off there. I don't know why they had this book. Maybe they were in the Venus book club that is mentioned in here. Somewhere. Yeah, published by Venus Book Club. But shouts out to um, whoever Greg Wharton, the author. He's no, he edited it. Oh, the guy who put the book together, Greg Wharton, and all the authors who contributed, and the big book of erotic ghost. Oh, apparently you can buy this book at Walmart. Oh. Dylan, then what are you waiting for? Go buy it. Go purchase it. Go, there like, go. read it. You guys can get your own copy and follow along. We'll sign it. We're not included in this book, but we will sign it yeah, for you. because we're... I don't know why we would do that, but yeah, because we'll do it. Because we're reading it here on the podcast. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed. If you did, let us know... Uh, if you want to hear more erotic ghost stories, let us know. Hit um, us up. We no, have a whole Wi-Fi book of them. Out. Oh, Megan missed missed the erotic part. Actually, it wasn't really erotic. It kind of. How do I describe the ending of this story? It was like this. Wait, we should write our own erotic. You know, I do agree. Dylan, if you write one, we will read it out loud on the podcast. You girl, thank you. Thank you. We we know. We try. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. So Megan, what happened was he bought her book. She forced him to read it, and then she got really turned on by that, and they had a sexy time, and then she was free. What? Yeah. Apparently. Oh, you missed the comments. It'll be. Oh. Okay. Oh, it'll be women empowering. Yes. I will write some erotic ghost stories that empower women, please. Um, Except, I think... we Megan, we just thought that the story was better than the last one, because the writing was a lot more better. Mm-hmm. Also, Dylan says you can buy this book at Walmart, so you should go buy one, and we'll sign it for you. Yeah. And uh, if anyone... And even if you have a ghost story that isn't erotic, please send it to us. Uh, so thank you, Kat, for sending mm-hmm. that ghost story that I think I will be thinking about for the rest of my life because yeah, that was crazy. I can't explain it. That was at the beginning of the first live. Yeah, video. you can. We shared the live video, right? Yeah, you can watch it as many as times as you would like. Yeah, so if you missed the first part, hours. the first um, live stream we did, uh, Shazne read that really confusing. When I come to Canada, I'm going to bring entire suitcases full of rod. You know what? You better. Okay. I'm expecting it. Just to get- <laughs> oh my God. Do you have anything to declare? Yes, all of my suitcases full of erotic ghost stories. That's all. That's all. <laughs> oh, I'm just imagining us going to the U.S. and then being like, what do you have to declare? All these erotic ghost stories and Kinder Eggs. <laughs> Those are illegal. <laughs> get, arrested get arrested for the for Kinder that. Eggs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, them. again, thank you. Go watch. If you didn't watch the first video, go watch it. Uh, Loki, do you want to say bye? Loki, say bye. Bye, Loki. Bye.